Thank you for downloading Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget, when you're shopping on Amazon, to go to funemploymentradio.com first and click on the Amazon banner at the top of the page. It's free for you, and it helps us out tremendously. Thanks a lot. Here's the show. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. Look, Sarah, I mean, I know we've joked around in the past about, about the gangs that tag in this area. You know, <laughs> gangs like the Bats with it's a Z. It's pretty rough and tumble down here. Big pain, you know, which I still don't know what that one means. But this, I feel like this is a whole new level where we, we got to be a little bit careful about what we're talking about. All right, you feel like it's hitting a little too close to home. <sighs> Well, I mean, it is on the electrical box in the parking lot of our building. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously they mean business. So they're, they're claiming, like, what, the electric companies? No, they're claiming power, Sarah. Oh. It's power. There's a lot of oh. things we have to look at with this. And I'm sorry, if you call yourself the King of Roses, you deserve respect. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. Wait, I am. Are you secretly calling yourself the King of Roses? Hello, everyone. I am Greg Nibbler <laughs> here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, this is Fun Employment Radio, and we are live here on the Fun Employment Radio Network five days a week, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Why did you kind of do the ethnic podcast? Podcasts can be found. Podcasts why, why do you pick apart my intro? I switched up the intro a little bit. You didn't even notice. And then you pick up on that part of it. You've just. Well, that was part of you switching the intro. All of a sudden, you started talking like, like this. I, I am not talking like that. <laughs> now I'm going to by accident. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. So uh, before we get into the, the big, the breaking news topic that we have is this here. this what this is? This is a breaking news topic. This is what constitutes topic. breaking news. People need to know, Sarah, about what's going on in the neighborhood where we broadcast from here in Southeast Portland. Also, though, I want to remind you if you're going to fun employmentradio.com to click on the Amazon link and uh, pick yourself up something from the from the Amazons as we've something talked special. about. Something special. Something special for yourself mm-hmm. or, or your loved one. If you're going to f- shop on Amazon at all, just go to funemploymentradio.com first and click on that Even Amazon if you're buying link. something for a hated one. Well, it doesn't matter who you're buying it yeah, for. Yeah, it doesn't not, have to be I'm not judging, a loved one. Totally. I'm not judging that part. You Don't can buy judge. whatever you want. I mean, I'm not... I, who am I to tell you what to buy? You know, you if you want to buy something for somebody you hate, you go ahead and do it. Just go to funemploymentradio.com first. That's all I ask. That's my only thing. That's all I'm asking. So you can do that. Also, we'll be joined here in a little bit uh, by a special guest. Uh, Augustina is going to be coming in here to talk about an event that's going on here in Portland with Shel Silverstein. So she'll be joining well, us here in a little while. not with Shel Silverstein because well, he's the dead. Oh, well, yeah. Well, well yeah. yes, that's true. Yeah, that would be... A Shel Silverstein-themed event. Okay, yes. Not the actual Shel Silverstein. That would be That would be, that would be pretty morbid. That even would be for Shel Silverstein. Yeah, that would be. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so <laughs> so he will not be at the event, but Augustina Welsh will be talking about that here in a little bit. All right, so so bringing up the, this thing. Now, we, we've talked about this before. It's been a while since we brought it up. We broadcast our, our studios in a fine building here in southeast Portland, but it's kind of the industrial area of southeast Portland, Oregon. And as such, you know, with any kind of industrial area, there's a lot of tagging that goes on. Sure. People like to like to stake their claim. Stake their claim. To, be it, uh, to, be to it to a, what? an abandoned chair, a <laughs> door. That's true. We had an abandoned chair. There was a, <laughs> a garbage can. There was, there was an abandoned uh, like lounge chair that was outside here. That one was tagged. I can't remember. Was that Igpain? Or- that was Igpain on the chair, Igpain. Yes. Okay. So I don't know what that meant, but somebody named Igpain had tagged that one. A uh, long time ago when we were at our other studio, just a little ways away from here, there was also a gang that had been tagging around. Obviously, it was their territory. Sure. The Bats. The it was Bats. B-A-T-Z. The Bats. Oh, yeah. Very feared gang, I'm sure. Now, that we've was, never seen the gang. Well, because we knew they meant business because they didn't spell it B-A-T-S. They spelled it B-A-T-S. 
Z. Yeah. No, and that's much harder. It is. It's yeah. harder. It's like hardcore. It's like, it oh, yeah, you see those nice sloping curves of the S? No, mm-hmm. we're going to make them spikes with a Z. Yeah, exactly. It's like mm-hmm. corn with a K. It's, it's like much scarier. Yep. Much scarier when you do that, when you add a Z on the end. And so so we had that going on. And there's been various ones that have tagged here in our, in our parking lot uh, here in Southeast Portland. But this one, this is why I'm saying this is a whole new... A whole new thing that we have to worry about. It's a whole new ball game. So, what do you think is? So, I, well, I've interpreted it. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't realize you'd given it so much thought. I've put a lot of thought into I this. I did not mean to step on you. You, you kind of, Sarah. I don't I, mean to take this moment away from you. You know how serious I take this. I mean, we're living in a in a gangland territory here of Southeast Portland. I've never seen them, but they're tagging chairs. Did you really just say gangland they're of saying, Southeast Portland? <laughs> you just really want to be on an episode of Gangland, right, with our, no, uh, they, our invisible spray taggers? They've done one in Portland before. I don't want to know. No, they're scary. Yeah, no, that's the... I, I, don't, they're, I don't... They're the ones that were orange that ride the Max, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, no, that and that's true. But uh, Igpain, I don't know if Igpain has anything to do with that. No, this... I, I mean, I want, I want to say this, you know, when we were, we we're parking down here at the studio, um, there's, there's a big electrical power box, you know, that's for the, for the building here. Big Isn't it like box. a generator? It's, it's not a generator. Okay. We're not generating the, the, the electricity on site. Okay. It's like a, it's a power box. I don't know. I think that's the best way to describe it. Anyway, here's what we found tagged on there today. So it's, I think it's a brand new gang. There is a new person in control. So it's a transplant gang is what you're saying. Well, I don't know. I don't know for okay. sure. It's somebody, either somebody took over or somebody's taking charge. You know, there was a battle or of some kind because now it appears we are in somebody else's territory. We got, we got a change of a regime change in this neighborhood. And I'm telling you who it is. They tagged it. Very clear English. King of Roses. Well, not that clear of English. It was kind of some lackluster. Okay, it was a little squiggly. Yeah, a little squiggly. It was kind of hard to read. It was like they had all, they had like half learned cursive. Well, yeah. And then they were trying to do like the the print slash cursive mix, and it wasn't really that intimidating. It looked like it was done with whiteout too. It, it did. But it was so King of Roses tagged the electrical box outside, which and this is where my interpretation came. I mean, like, so say you're going to take over a neighborhood like this, you know, which. How does one take over a neighborhood like this? I, I don't know. There's What's really, involved in that? I don't know. I don't know why you would want a, a this. A can of spray paint and, and the cover of night? I don't know why you would want this area either. I'm still not sure about that. Well, it's up and coming, Greg. Up and coming, true. So you're talking about that now. Flash forward to a year later when, when there's all condos these buildings and, have been plowed down and we're surrounded by condos and can't find any place to park and everything is unreasonably expensive. So you're saying the King of Roses is very forward thinking. I'm thinking so. Okay. It's like, oh, this this area is up and coming. You know what I need to do? Tag it yeah. before it's tagged by somebody else. Okay, okay, that's a good uh-huh. point. Also, though, the the fact that he tagged the power box, that's that's symbolic of something. So the electricity, we can't run this building, we can't run our show without the power, Sarah. Not many people can do many things without electricity. And he's saying, I'm taking over the power. I'm going to tag the power box. There's the symbology. I mean, it's really straightforward. There's not even a whole lot of thinking that goes on with it. The King of Roses very straightforward. is saying, I'm in power now. Everyone notice this. And I don't know what we have to do from here. I mean, obviously, we have to fear him. I, I fear him already. So whoever did this in the middle of the night tagged a power box. Yeah, that's true. And They're uh, bold enough to be able to come in the shadow of the night. And- yeah. And and they've taken over and spray paint on a power box in our it's next in to our the parking dumpster. lot next to the dumpster. Yeah, it's next to the dumpster. They didn't tag the dumpster. Oh, okay. So you're, what are you saying? Are you saying like the the gangs that tag the dumpsters are saying that they're trash? Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's kings of the garbage. King, maybe it's the king of roses <laughs> tagging the dumpsters with his rival gangs' names, and he's like, "Hey, listen, I've got the power. 
hence I'm on the power box, your piece is a shit. Whoa. You're saying you are on the dumpster ig pain. You're saying King of Roses is tagging other people's names on garbage? Uh, whoa. Okay. I mean, that, that, that's really thinking deep. I'm starting to really respect the King People of Roses. People are starting to warn us that we better watch our backs. You're, and you're probably Uh-oh, right. Oh, uh, Rick Rutherford in the chat, he's suggesting that they might start you know, spray painting threats, saying, like, kneel before the King of Roses. Oh, my gosh. Kneel before yes. me. Bow your head. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else I would do. I mean, the person's a king. I mean, that's really stepping it up a level. Well, isn't there... What's the name of the Rose the rose Parade? I know. Is it the Rose Queen? Or is it the Queen of Roses? <laughs> no, the... Uh, uh, yeah, they yeah always... the Queen of Roses. No, the Rose Wait, Queen. Wait, no. I'm pretty sure it's the No, Rose... I'm messing it up. Okay. There's the Rose Festival that happens here in Portland in June. What if this is a gang of, like, beauty pageant contestants? No, it's a King of Roses. But may... they have beauty pageants for men. Okay, they do, but I don't think this has to do with it. So the the Rose Festival, they have the Rose Princesses and that. And so it's like each high school has a Rose Princess that's in the parade, and there's the Queen Rose something or other. It's it's a big deal here. Uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, though. I mean, I, I think this is this is somebody thinking bigger than that. This is somebody clearly who's who's thinking beyond the Rose Festival, you know, that happens for a couple of weeks here. This is you're thinking of the city as a whole, since we yeah. have the city of roses. Yeah. Like they're the king of roses. Queen of Rosaria, that's it. They make up a fake land called Rosaria. Mm-hmm. And then wow, that sounds so silly when you really say it out loud. So but but this is the king of roses. Now Ooh. this guy Jezza suggested that perhaps I can become the Khaleesi of Roses. <laughs> you're already gonna Ooh, maybe I'll just spray paint over and write Khaleesi of Roses. And then see what happens. No, I think you would – wait, are you trying to trying to take him on or are you trying to uh, be the uh, spousal No, I, I want to be the, the dominant. Well, I, the king is not going to let that happen. It's the king. Anyone can have power, If it was Greg. the prince consort or something. If Game of Thrones has taught me anything, it is that it doesn't matter man nor woman. The most powerful person should be in charge. And Okay, you're right. So you're wanting to take over. That's what you're trying to say. This, is, this does seem like someone's watched too much Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. It really does. It if does. they're starting to tag themselves as the King of Roses, I am the King of Roses. I watch, I, my my bet on this, and watch. There probably is somebody named King of Roses who's going to get all pissed off. I doubt they listen to fun. Yes, of fun I'm radio. sure that some guy who takes himself seriously enough to call himself King of Roses <laughs> I is going to find King of Roses. fun employment radio and be like, "Oh, those assholes are making fun of me, spray tagging their I, their electric box next to their dumpster in I the just, parking lot." I just picture him walking around with like a Burger King crown like running around i am the king of roses uh so that's so whoever this is though they they do seem like they've watched too much game of thrones Mm -hmm. that is that is entirely true it really does wait so if this is game of thrones in portland then Uh and he's saying he's the king of roses what area what 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 area of game of thrones are we in oh well i mean we're kind of in the the industrial area it's the area that nobody wants i'm trying to think of the game of thrones map like i don't know it that well where are the starks starks are from winterfell right yeah starks are from winterfell and this won't be any this is no (laughs) this is no spoilers and uh greg and i have not read the books and we won't say anything about the current season so um no this doesn't spoil anything. no you know what we are this southeast portland industrial area is totally winterfell you think because it's kind of like it's uh it's on the up and up it's a little ramshackle things Mm -hmm. catch on fire around here a lot okay 
there are a lot of like industrial fires. Remember when that tire factory burned down? <laughs> that's yeah. The that's... way there are abandoned buildings over here that you know won't be abandoned for much longer because they're being plowed down to turn into condos. Sure. Which might be like the rebirth of Winterfell, which I don't know because I haven't read the books. But maybe you know it'll be, like grow into the kingdom that it's supposed to be. Okay, so you're saying it's Winterfell. I'm not entirely. I'm sure saying if that it's we are in Winterfell right here in industrial southeast Portland. Well, okay, but then by the map that wouldn't make sense. So downtown would be. King's Landing. Oh, downtown would totally be King's Landing. That's that's where the Lannisters live. That's where the shiny buildings are. Yeah, that's where yeah. the assholes are. Yeah, just uh-huh. kidding. Not all of them. Fancy people in their Not towers. Not you. Not you. No. The fancy people in their towers. Yeah. So okay. So there's there's that. Um, well, that would make then. See, I think North Portland would be Winterfell because that just makes sense geographically. Or no, that would be. It is the oldest part of. It's one of the older parts of town. That would be where the crows are. Okay, the crow, like, oh, what, on the other side of the wall? No, the wall oh, is the, the Columbia River. The wall is the Columbia River, and the wildlings are in, in Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, because nobody wants to be associated with them, so. You're a genius. <laughs> and people in Vancouver, you know I'm joking. You know, but yeah, the Vancouver people you will be the wildlings. You are genius. That's where the wildlings are. So, I don't know what exactly our territory is. Interesting. Yeah, King's Landing is downtown. So, we, we might... Boy, I don't know what section we would be in. I have to think a little bit more about Game of Thrones as far as that. But either way, it doesn't matter because we apparently have to bow down to the King of Roses. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's taken over here. Where do you think the Freys live? Are they on 82nd? Oh, the Freys. Oh, yeah. Shitbags. The, the, yeah, the kind of shitbags. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they may be in Felony Flats. That could work. Yeah, Felony Flats would be that. And then, like... Troutdale and like way east Portland, that would be where the, uh, you know, the. Ooh, all right, people have suggestions. Kyle Drago or whatever lives. Oh, Kyle Drago. Yeah. Oh, moon and stars. Yeah. Um, let's see. So uh, past 82nd would be Dorn. Okay. That, I could see that. All right, yeah. A little squirrely. <laughs> Our studio neighborhood is River Run. <laughs> okay. All right, I could go with that. Oh, wow. The Narrow Sea could be the Willamette. Mm, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think that'd be more 82nd Avenue. Oh, I don't know. Oh, boy, there's a lot to we think about. We need to give this. some thought to this. We need to comp- we need to compile all together compile a Game of Thrones Portland map to decide what it is. But we better by, do it soon because somebody else God, is going to do it. I know someone's going to steal this idea immediately. Um, but by God, I have never heard a truer statement than when you said the Willam- or the Columbia River is the yeah, wall. Yeah, that's the wall. Uh huh. And Vancouver's full of wild. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever that's heard. That's totally it. Yep that's oh that's where they're that's where the wild God. things live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know you try to. Oh, Keelan says you two motherfuckers have turned a single shitty tag into an entire war for random Portland neighborhoods. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. We need to really put some thought into this here. We I think do we before we fully it. commit. Yeah. I think we need to. Great. Yeah. I think we're onto something. I'm gonna have to take a map and 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 create this. We're gonna have to. Well, we have the basic Game of Thrones map, so maybe we should uh, try okay. and figure out compare it to a Portland map. Okay. See All right. What we should be. Yeah. Yeah, so the definitive lands and uh, King's Landing is downtown. Mm-hmm. The Wall is the Columbia. The yes, Wildlings are Vancouver. Yeah, that's what we have so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All yep. right. Yep. So we're gonna go on that for now. That's where it is. The King of Roses demands you bow down. I want to give the King of Roses a name. That, Why was I want that him, voice so weird. I want him to sound like that. I want. I really want him to be walking around with like a little, a little like uh, scepter. Scepter, yeah, and a, and a Burger King uh, crown. There's probably one of those guys wandering around in the parking lot right now. <laughs> there probably are. <laughs> I mean, we're kind of close to a Burger King and a bunch of crazy people, so. Yeah. I'm sure that could, your wish could come true at any second. Oh, boy. <laughs> i got to watch out when I leave here. 
Oh, hi, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Well, that makes Scott Daly the mountain of oh. Fun Employment Radio Network. That's them. We're getting into a whole we're different territory. We're getting into a whole yeah. other thing. Yeah, okay. That's a whole other thing. Okay. We'll think about that one. Oh. Because then people could play the certain characters. All right. No, Greg, no. you can't do that. We just have to. It's too much. It's too much right now. It's too much. All right. You didn't say crazy. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Thought it was implied. Greg, it has been 81 years uh, since Nessie, the Loch Ness monster, has purportedly been seen. Well, Nuh-uh. was seen by the by that famous photo. Okay, by the famous photo. The because famous there photo. have been sightings. There have been. Sure, Greg. There have been sightings. So, uh, in honor of the 81st anniversary of the iconic photo, uh, Google has dedicated its homepage Doodle to Nessie, where you can actually search for the Loch Ness monster via Google Maps. I had no idea about this. Yes, but- you can. Now, explorers at home can visit the waters of Loch Ness in Scotland through Google Maps. Ooh. So, to capture the images, Google mounted cameras on a boat to create a 365 degree view of the entirety of Loch Ness. Okay. Uh, the camera also captured. Underwater images. What? You can go underwater with this thing? Yes, Greg. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to wrap my mind around That's this. Okay. I can go search for the Loch Ness Monster right now. You can right search now. for the Loch Ness Monster underwater via Google Maps. Okay. Uh, so for this project, Google partnered with Adrian Shrine, who's the head of Loch Ness, uh, Loch Ness Project, who claims to have seen the monster many times before. Oh, well, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Shine, <laughs> now, Shine, who's in charge of all the sightings, has reported more than 1,000 Loch Ness sightings uh, since his tenure as the leader of the Loch Ness Project. A thousand sightings of the a Loch Ness Monster and not one picture. Sightings. Just clarifying that. Well, the iconic, of course, the most known grainy Loch Ness uh, Monster photo was taken 81 years ago, and it was taken by a man by, uh, named Colonel Robert Wilson. Now, Wilson didn't want to have his name was associated. He a, was he a real colonel, or, or did he just call himself Colonel? I don't know if his first name was Colonel, his middle name was Robert, <laughs> his last name was Wilson. Can I be a colonel? If you want to change your... Colonel change your Greg first, Nibbler. Change your first name to Colonel. And then change your middle name to Greg. Colonel Nibbler? No. No. No, just change your... And go by Colonel your Greg? Name. Colonel Greg Nibbler. Hi there, Colonel Greg Nibbler. Mm-hmm. Serving under the King of Roses. So Wilson, for some reason, didn't want to have his name associated with the image. Uh, so the image has just been b- referred to in the past 81 years as the surgeon's photo, which I didn't know that was what it was called. I didn't know but that either. Now that's something I'm sure you'll probably see on Jeopardy sometime. I, I had a lot of books on the Loch Ness Monster when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That and my alien books. Dude, doesn't that seem like a Jeopardy question, books. though? What's the title of the... I guess. I don't know. What's the photo if... of the Loch Ness Monster originally taken? I can even hear it in Alex Trebek's voice. The photo originally taken by Colonel Robert Wilson 81 years ago has That's been your... dubbed... That's your Alex Trebek. ...by Loch Ness Monster Seekers as what? Wow. Beep. What is the surgeon's photo? That is correct. Next up. Now, I don't know if you've seen this hashtag, which I just uh, stumbled across, and it is freaking disturbing, um, but it's everywhere, so I wanted to kind of, in case you weren't aware and you see some of these mutated pictures online, this is where it's coming from. So there's this new trend with the youth of today, the kids of America, and the world, actually, who are obsessed with the Kardashians. Oh, yeah. Now, the newest one that is the most popular one is uh, the Kardashian Kylie Jenner. Now, yeah, she's the youngest one, right? She's the youngest one. So uh, I saw some picture of a before and after of her, and this was not me insane. searching, but it's the no, Kardashians. It pops up. Yeah, I mean, it's it everywhere. everywhere. 
Yeah, um, it looks like a total, totally different person. Well, a new trend has come out, and it's called the Kylie Jenner Challenge. So if you see this, it's, it's hashtag Kylie Jenner Challenge. Oh, God. So it's all over social media. I saw it on Facebook and on Twitter. It's disgusting. So this is a new trend that's encouraging teens to puff up their lips to epic proportions using, uh, like, sucking on bottles or shot glasses to try and get their lips as, as big and puffy as uh, reality TV star Kylie Jenner's. Oh, wow. So what this involves Are is, they joking? No, and I I was hoping it was a joke, but no, this is teenagers who are trying to get Kylie Jenner's like puffy, probably like her, silicone-filled lips. Yeah. Uh, so the painful oh. method involves participants placing their mouths over the opening of a cup, jar, or other narrow vessel and sucking it until the air vacuum causes their lips to swell up. And you do that for a period of time, be it like a minute, a couple minutes. Um, so countless teens, both boys and girls, have been sharing their results of their experiments on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Instagram, which in many cases has led to severe bruising around their mouths. <laughs> so these kids are shoving their mouths into shot glasses. It's bruising all around the outside of their lips and making their faces all swollen, basically breaking blood vessels well, yeah, you're- and mutating their faces. So, of course, it works by way of making an airlock created in the opening of the jar, which increases the blood flow to the lips, causing them to swell. Yeah. Uh, the results last for a few hours, but some are finding out that it lasts days, and people are complaining now that they're stuck with the after effects for a lot longer than expected. Well, they're complaining about this? Yes. Who are they complaining to? To other kids who are trying it, I guess. Is it, are, they, are they really like posting "woe is me"? Like, no, they are. Posts? They're don't. Like, oh, and I'm just oh. saying for the squeamish, and I'm not too squeamish, but some of them are just kind of just. I mean, it's basically nothing but kids who have just inflated their their lips, and they just look like they're screaming, like they're just full of. It's just painful. Wow. And there's like bruising around. I'm a lot sorry. Of them. If you're that dumb, that's that's your penance yeah. for that. It's just, it's pretty gross. So people have been using everything from hairspray lids to, you know, tops <laughs> of, of cups to smaller shot glasses, anything, and just trying to suction lips. So let me just, your lips are beautiful the way they are. They don't need to be big and swollen and bruised and broken to make you look pretty. I love you just the way you are. But if you're going to do, do it, by all means, post a picture of yourself online and then complain about what a terrible time you're having and how rough life is for you. <laughs> Well, from smart people to smart people, a story out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Two men, or excuse me, one man has been arrested after getting into a fight with another man who was his roommate after, which was better, an Android or an Apple phone? (laughs) Now, it doesn't say who had which, uh, but officers say that Elias uh, Acevo, 21 years young, and his roommate got highly intoxicated in the parking lot of their (laughs) apartment complex where they lived. At some point, they began to argue over which cell phone, uh, the Android or the iPhone, was better. Who cares? <laughs> well, during the argument, uh, uh, Aceto uh, allegedly struck Mendez in the back <laughs> of the head with a beer bottle. He then left him laying on the ground in the apartment complex uh, parking lot, bleeding. I'm just going to say really quick, I kid you not, I have a story very similar to this in Ball Talk coming up later today. I'll, I'll tell you what it is later. Okay. I'll explain it in Ball Talk. Okay. But- <clears throat> Well, uh, so police were called to the scene after getting many reports of a bleeding man wandering around the parking lot. They found him covered in blood, and he told them about the Apple versus Android argument he had with his roommate. His roommate's car was found in the parking lot. Uh, he was uh, his roommate was found in the apartment. He shared the with Android the victim. Is open source. <laughs> Both of the roommates were taken to local hospitals and treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, the roommate who attacked the other one was charged with assault and battery with a deadly rep- record. 
Um, wow, he should have really kept his shit together because jail records also show he's being held for immigration and customs enforcement as well. Well, certainly worth giving that up for beating someone over a phone. Right? <laughs> you would think that these guys created the uh, created Macintosh, created Apple or something. <laughs> I created the Android phone. What? Oh, oh wow. Well, since the dumbing down... This of- is as dumb as people that fight over Ford and Chevy. I know. I'm sorry. Well, since the dumbing down of humanity is clearly upon us, um, Tokyo's taking one for the team, and they've, uh, they're have they discovering what to do when humans become obsolete, which is clearly going to happen soon. Oh, it's coming. Soon. A Singularity, Japanese- <laughs> Sarah. A Japanese department store is now introducing to the public a new receptionist that they've created, which is a lifelike robot programmed to help customers find their way around the store. Perfect. No humans. They don't need a human to do it. Nope, a robot is. Japanese so a department store in Tokyo uh, said the robot, dubbed Aiko, will serve as the receptionist on the seventh floor of the store. So the, the robot was created by Toshiba. Uh, it uses pre-programmed strip, uh, scripts to give directions to customers and contains 43 motors, which allow her to gesture, speak, move her lips, create facial expressions, and make other movements while speaking. So she can actually communicate, give niceties, show you what department you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Store officials hope that Ico will help draw in customers. So uh, if you do go to the store in Tokyo, it cur- uh, Ico currently communicates in many languages. She communicates in Japanese, English, Chinese, and Japanese sign language as well. In sign language. In sign language. Does. The key, though, is um, you know what a, most, a lot of those guys going in there to see that are going to wonder. What? What can you do with the robot? Are you serious? I'm That's serious. Where that it? is where it's going. That is where all this is going. I didn't even think about that. Okay, oh, well, sure. anyway, so I, I didn't. What can you do with the robot? Well, uh, Aiko, yeah, so she can communicate in Japanese, Chinese, uh, English, and Japanese sign language. Developers are also working to teach her robot, or teaching her Korean as well. The robot Korean as well. Uh, so they want her to be fully multilingual so she can be used during the 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo, drawing more people to the store. I mean, I would go look at it. I would go talk to it. I do kind of want to see it. Well, yeah, I want to talk to a robot. That would okay. be kind of cool. All right, next up. It started off as a joke on an online talk show, but now... Okay, so this was a joke. On an online talk show uh, in Japan, uh, and that was a video which was a satire showed the app in action where a helpless nurse and a schoolgirl used the app, which was available on the phone, to hire macho bodyguards to beat down their tormentors. However, someone took this and made it a real thing. So this app is called Didi Da Ren, and it is an app that you can download onto your smartphone that can be used to solicit the services of online mercenaries to beat up your enemies. You hire a bully? You can hire a bully to beat up your enemies for a price. Wow. So uh, reporters, a reporter in Japan decided to investigate and placed a fake ad on the app. Now, he was contacted by a thug, a supposed thug, who claimed he could put anyone in the hospital and he would adjust the price depending on how much harm the person wanted him to inflict on the victim. Wow. All that he asked for was a photo of the victim and the time and place where they could find the person. Now, uh, the thug stated he needed to be booked two days in advance and payment could be made online after the beating was over. What kind of a beating are we talking about? Like, I, I don't know. How the, bad of a beating? It says that the pay scale is based on how badly you want the person beaten. Huh. So, uh, so the charge basically, it said on a pay scale of like US dollars, $30 to $80. 
I mean, that's that's rather reasonable, depending on what you want. Not that I'm suggesting anyone do this. Huh. Well, the app has since been removed from the App Store. I'm trying to be careful what I say. (laughs) Well, it has been removed from the App Store. However, people who download it still have it, and it was downloaded over 40,000 times. Damn. So people are still using this. So the company responsible uh, for launching the app said it was never their intention for people to use the app for illegal activities. Right. So they're saying um, the staff are ordered to manually delete any ads they find for contract beatings. (laughs) Contract beatings. Jesus. Yes. All right. I'm trying to think if I... uh... My brother had a bodyguard when he was in what grade school. Yeah, my brother was smart. Uh, he, he he hired he hired one of his buddies to be his bodyguard. By uh, he gave him like a baseball card or something, and then uh, Mario was his was his bodyguard. Seriously, around the playground. Yeah, his bodyguard Mario. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I do have one magical story. He's kind of smart, actually. Uh, Norman, Texas said, uh, Greg should jump on this. He could be Portland's first cyber bully. <laughs> cyber bully is also the name of an amazing ABC family oh, wow. movie. It's great. It's on Lifetime. Check it out. <laughs> or it's on Netflix, actually. All right. And finally, I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, since, you know, we, you know, we don't, we might not be rolling in, in said dough a lot. And like mm. when we go out, we don't buy the fancy drinks. No. Perhaps we buy ourselves some uh, of the cheaper beers. Yes. Well, a new invention... However, if people want to buy us drinks, that's always fine. Yeah, we're totally okay with that. However, a new invention has been created, which I totally want, which I think a lot of people will want. It sounds amazing. So this thing is, uh, it's a magic tea bag that can transform... (laughs) Oh, that's, there's so much material right there. That can transform a lesser class beer into a, a refined craft beer. So it's a special beer bag tea bag that has been designed to transform ordinary bland lager into a refined craft beer. So it works the same way as fruit teas, but instead of infusing it in hot water, the user drops it into a pint, making their beer a craft beer instead wow. of like a shitty So it's cheap just beer. flavoring, essentially. No, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a bag which, can, which contains a blend of hops, fruit peels, and natural spices. It's left for two minutes to transform the flavor without the cost or calories of a craft beer. So it All changes right. the taste, and it adds hops to it. So, I mean, it changes the taste. I kind of like this idea. Mm-hmm. So each uh, five-gram bag can be transfused up to four beers. And it comes in a pack of 12. So when this first How one much comes it? on the market, it's going to be about uh, $15 for, oh, well, t- for 12 bags. I don't know if that's Which you could, worth that's it at that point. That's 48 beers. Yeah, but if you're bu- you have to buy the cheap beer. Well, yeah. You have to buy the cheap beer anyway, though. Okay, I guess. Well, I'm saying if you can get a cheap beer for two dollars and a fancy beer for five dollars. Yeah. Okay. I think it would be a worthy investment. (laughs) I would try it if somebody wanted to order it and send it to us. Oh yeah. Well, it's not going to be available until June because this is actually a Kickstarter that's going on right now. So it's uh, done by this company named Hop Theory, which is based in Maryland. Um, It's nearing its twenty-five thousand dollar target on crowdfunding site, of course, Kickstarter to produce the first blend. The first blend is called Relativity. It contains dried and ground orange peel, Cascade hops, and ground coriander seeds, which sounds awesome. So then it has another four flavors planned for the release in the future. After they hit their Kickstarter goal, uh, which is raspberry, pumpkin, double IPA, and peach. Now you can mix and match and put these into your beers. And um, yeah, so it said that it will be available. So the company was founded in 2013. Uh, the first beer bags will be delivered in July, so not June, July, and uh, 12 of the bags will cost $14.95 US. All right, that's not bad. That's I do want to try all. this. 
All right, so let's uh, take a quick pause and get our guest in here, and we'll be back here in just a second with more Fun Employment Radio.com. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Okay, now I'm kind of curious about being a puppeteer. I don't know if I'd be good at it, though. You're not coordinating. That's exactly what my. No, my you have a hard time walking down the street. Yeah, it's true. I feel like that. I would mess something. I'd probably just terrify people, is what would happen. Probably. All right, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. We are joined now. By Augustina. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello, Augustina. Well, hello, Miss Dillon. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm very well. <laughs> well, we were just talking to Augustina before about um, kind of how you have to pretty much segment your life. And if you if you want to do something creative, you've got to have a billion different jobs. Exactly. That's pretty much what it comes and down to. And then that's why Greg was just talking about the, uh, the puppeteering thing, because Augustina might or might not have gone through uh, for a job opportunity. Uh, yeah. No, I, I have a job interview tomorrow with this guy who found me from a nanny posting that I have on on Craigslist because <laughs> he does puppet shows for children and in the nanny posting it mentions that I have acting experience and so he put two and two together and called me and was like hey do you want to maybe come and assist on puppet shows and this is how much it pays <laughs> and it's not all the time but and I was like sure we can talk about it <laughs> so what is what's involved in the assisting with the puppet shows do you um, know or is this kind of well I mean out? In the past, I've worked with with puppeteers. You know, in theater, you work with all kinds of different people and makeup and so on and so forth. So I'm assuming it's putting the puppets together, making sure – I know that sounds so dirty Um, (laughs) – making sure that the set is there, driving his van. He said that he needs somebody to drive because he got in an accident and is having anxiety. Okay. Okay. So, so, I mean, that's kind of interesting, but it's – it's interesting to me, too, because I made this decision at the beginning of the year. I am going to focus solely on acting. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm going to do. I'm going to act. Please, universe, send me a schedule and an income stream that supports that. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden, so I decided I was going to do this nanny thing, like emergency child care, because people don't have nannies for when your kid is sick because mm-hmm. you can't take them to daycare. So I put up this posting. And about a week after I put up the posting, this woman that owns a face painting design company. <laughs> face painting design company. Yes. Um, it's called Time Honored Art. She does all of the Timbers games. She does all of the Thorns games. Oh, wow. Um, the face painting that you see in the stadium, that's that's her team. That's Naomi. She's wonderful. I love her. But she called me and asked me to come interview. And I was like, oh, well, airbrushing. I'm a makeup artist. Probably a skill I might want to learn. Oh, yeah. Um, so I went and I interviewed with her. And she had hired me and I've been doing some work with her and training with her and getting ready to do my first Thorns game not this Saturday but next Saturday I will be a face painter at the Thorns so come see me <laughs> um, but anyway so this was the kind of the same thing it was this I had this nanny posting up it has a picture of my dog because I put my own picture there and I got in some creepy things. Oh, oh yeah. my god! Like <laughs> Craigslist is full of creeps now. I'll pay you a hundred dollars to massage your feet. <coughs> like, really? Really? F- foot massage offers? Yeah. Huh? No, 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 no. It gets even better. Like <laughs> I'm coming into town. Will you be my companion for the weekend? <laughs> like this is a nanny posting. <laughs> wow. Like seriously, don't you have a whole section for that stuff, Craigslist? <laughs> Why are you looking in the nanny posting? <laughs> they want the naughty nanny. Yeah. yeah. 
But um, so this is the kind, same kind of thing. You know, it's it's still performance, and it's a skill that I don't really have a lot of. So I'm anxious to see what this guy has to say. I interview with him tomorrow morning. We'll see. Cool. Wow. So you have all these side jobs, but then your main focus, you were saying, is going to be acting. Yes, it is acting. Absolutely acting. Um, I've been... Oh, back in 2012, I kind of had a career change moment and this come to Jesus moment and decided what really makes you happy? What is it that you want to do? And I decided to get involved in theater and, you know, maybe try to do a little acting on the side. So I signed up for extras only. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And within four days, I got called for a feature extras part on Grimm, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, okay, well, maybe, okay, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. And so I started a Meisner work group in my apartment, and I worked with a group of other actors, and we kind of did that and, you know, we're self-congratulatory and emotional together twice a week (laughs) for like a year. And then after that was done, I started taking some formal classes with some coaches here in town, Chris Harder, Ted Rooney, um, Jason Sauterland, Jana Hamblin, and really just fine-tuning and realizing that this is what I am supposed to do. Mm -hmm. This is where Mm -hmm. my passion lies. So... um, and then I got sidetracked, and mm. I got a huge promotion at work, and I was just focused, focused, focused on this corporate job, and the universe was like, nope, and gave me a head injury. And oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. I fell on my face up at government camp. I slipped and literally Oh, that'll fell. happen. Oh, That Jesus. sucks. And because I snowboard, I've had so many head injuries, because I'm kind of clumsy and not a very good snowboarder, but... Um, <laughs> Um, so they, they're cumulative. So that kind of knocked me on my behind for, you know, six months. And at the end of that recovery period, I was like, okay, so this is what you're telling me. You're telling me that I am not allowed to do anything but what I dreamed of. Mm-hmm. So go pursue your dream. So ever since then, I was like, okay, acting's it. That's what you're doing. Here's your headshots. Go get an agent. I'm still trying to find an agent. But, you know, go do these things. Do what makes you happy and everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. When is that what kind of led you to what this is that you're – it starts actually – your event starts in two days. Yes, um, yes. So we yeah, tell we us open a, on Thursday. <laughs> tell us about what this is. So, it's, I mean, it says here an adult evening with Shel Silverstein. Can you tell us what, what that's all about? Well, I know that we're all familiar with Shel Silverstein, mm-hmm. yes? Yes. Um, I Where the Sidewalk Ends was one of my favorite books growing up, and being eaten by a boa constrictor haunted me for my <laughs> entire life. It still haunts me. Um, but what a lot of people don't know is that Shel actually wrote for Playboy, and he had a lot of really hard-hitting social commentary in his poetry and also his writing. So an adult evening of Shel Silverstein is a collection of his vignettes. They're short scenes that all have a common theme running through them of power dynamics, femininity, and sex. Okay. Um, so I play four characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to play a wife. A socialite, a victim who turns around on her attacker and kicks the living you can say shit shit mm-hmm. <laughs> out of him, and a prostitute. Okay, a, wow. rhyme, a rhyming prostitute. Interesting. Okay. Yes. So, so these different vignettes. Now, are, is it just you doing? No, no, God, these? no. Oh, okay. God, no, no. I couldn't. <laughs> no. It's like that is a lot of work to be a one one person. No, show. it's actually. I think there's about twelve vignettes in the entire play. There's okay. A, there's a group of us doing it. Um, it's put on by Jvan Productions, which is a fairly new production company mm-hmm. here in town. Okay. Um, and we're doing it at Post Five Theater. 
after the Twelfth Night. So the Twelfth Night is post night post fives production Shakespeare. We're all familiar. Mm-hmm. And then at ten o'clock we go on. Okay. And it's a and great play. It's it's very. Um, well, it's not where the sidewalk ends. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does say this is very much for adults. Yes, yes. No children under 18, please. And this is at the Post 5 Theater, which is at 1666, huh, 1666, uh, Southeast <laughs> Lambert Street here in Portland. Yes, and they have a parking lot out back. I know that Selwood is kind of scary about parking, but they do have parking out back. So you won't get towed away. Nope. And you can, <laughs> um, you can actually just buy tickets at the door. There's advanced tickets available, but it's a pretty big theater. Yeah. So just it's $16 suggested. If you don't have $16 or you want to get more than $16, no one's going to turn you away. Oh, that's right. great. Yeah. Very well, cool. as you were saying before, we were talking to you, like it is a good option for something to do if like you don't want to go and sit at the bar um, that night. Yes. Or yeah. if you have a first date that maybe you're, or a third date that you're hoping will turn into something after. Mm-hmm. Or, there you, you go. know, there's alcohol available at Post 5. You can nice. buy alcohol there. They have a courtyard where you can go out and smoke. <laughs> I mean, I know that that's important. It's important in Portland. Um, so they have a courtyard. They have booze available. It's a great theater. And it's just a really – it's a different thing to do on a Friday mm-hmm. night. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I find it kind of boring at this point to just go to the bar at 1130 on a Saturday night. I want to go do something. I like something. to mix it up a bit. Yeah, sure. me yeah. too. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. And so this is starting on April 23rd, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday this weekend? Thursday, Friday, Excuse Saturday. Me. Two days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> and then again, um, April 30th, May 1st, and May 2nd is our closing night. Oh, that is so exciting. And if we do well, we'll hold over. So come, come and see us, come and see us. Um, but otherwise, we're just running two weekends. Cool. And Augustina, where can people follow you and uh, in your travels and your trials and tribulations and face paintings? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you can find me on Facebook. It's Augustina Elizabeth. Or today, actually, there will be a live website, AugustinaElizabeth.com. Nice. Congratulations. So it's just August with an I-N-A, and then Elizabeth is the last name, .com. Perfect. So that'll be live about 7 o'clock tonight. Nice. And friends, she's just as cute as she sounds, so just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, thanks. So go, go see her. Yeah, go see this this weekend, any, any night that the show is going to be there. And then also you're going to be at the Thorns game uh, doing face painting. Uh, yes. So, and I'll... I know we have a lot of Thorns fans that listen. So Well, and I'm, I'm a huge soccer fan. I am so happy to live in Portland and Yay. so happy to have a female soccer team that's just as supportive. Oh, and they're so fun to watch. They too. are so awesome. <laughs> I enjoyed watching them more than I did the Timbers. I'm like, they're scrappy and there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. It didn't and seem to take as as long to get things done. It's I'm the person though in the stands that's louder than the crowd. <laughs> so, everybody knows who I am. I'm like, ah! you know, all 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 of the security guards don't even check my ticket because they just know. They just know you'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Augustine, thank you so much for coming in and oh, telling no. us about this too. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate oh, it. Absolutely. Well, and good luck with the run. That sounds so yeah. Exciting. Break a leg, not good break, luck. Break a leg. Break no, a leg. No good luck to you. No, 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 no. Break a leg. Break, break a leg. Break a leg. Break a leg. Break a leg. Break, break a leg. Break all of them. All the legs. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you. All right. We'll be back in a minute with more right. Fun Employment Radio. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. And there we go. And there we have it. The King of Roses. I'm sorry. I'm still, I'm still kind of you're obsessed with that. You're after. still obsessed with the King yeah, of Roses. Yeah, I'm trying to think where I would fit into that. 
because now I kind of want to join it. You'd be the Prince Joffrey of roses. No, I don't want to be the – well, mm-hmm. he does take over though You'd eventually. you be the shit apple of roses. Oh, man. So you're saying King of Roses would be like the Robert Baratheon. That may be getting too deep. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think you're taking a little too deep. Too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did remind me of something though, Sarah. Game of Thrones. Tell me. Because at SonicSketches.com, our fine sponsor, you can actually order – the Reigns of Castamere awesome. as a Sonic sketch. Oh, that song is so creepy and pretty. It is pretty badass. And, uh, but for the Game of Thrones fan in your life. Yes, well, indeed. Well, it's like we tried to like, <laughs> like tie this in on purpose. <laughs> for the Game of Thrones fan of your life. I, no, then I would have said it like that if I were trying to do that. Yes. No, uh, SonicSketches.com, of course, our fine sponsor. Their, their tagline is, your favorite sounds suitable for framing. And for those of you who haven't gone to the website, I really suggest you do SonicSketches.com. Right now, they're actually, this is a great idea. They're taking orders for Mother's Day, which is coming up. Oh. So what you can do is get your mom's favorite song, your mother's favorite song, or something like that, or for someone else, and um, get that song turned into really, really great artwork that you can present to them. Oh, Unique. that's a really good idea. Very cool. It is very, very cool. And they've got two different kinds of sonic sketches you can get. There's one where it's like the three panels. We have both here in the studio. <laughs> we do. <laughs> one where it's the, the three panels printed out on this really nice paper. It comes in almost like a, a well, it's really like a record case. And so it's, it's like- a 12 inch by 12 inch. So yeah. Yeah. Perfectly proportioned. Perfectly. And so you get that. And so you have three different panels or you can get the actual aluminum uh, print, which is printed on a, a really fancy looking piece of brushed aluminum. aluminum. Yeah, yeah. Brushed aluminum that you can put on the wall. It's really cool. SonicSketches.com. Fine sponsor here at Fun Employment Radio. They're, they're just awesome. And uh, go to their website and just take a look. It's the best way to really, really understand what it is that they're doing. Sonics- yeah, because we can talk to you about sound files, but until you look at it, you can really see. It's really neat to compare the song and then yeah. see the file and see how it goes along with it. I, yeah, I've never I seen anything it like it. Yeah. yeah, it's sonicsketches.com. And use the code FUNEMPLOYMENT on checkout and you get free shipping anywhere too. Anywhere. Fun Employment. <laughs> use that code. All right, should we do a little bit of... Uh, ball, huh? All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right. I have to I have to address this one first because this is kind of at least in Portland it's taken off and it's kind of turned into a national story. And it has to do with the Portland Trailblazers. So the Portland Trailblazers, of course, played the Memphis Grizzlies on Sunday. They lost terribly to the Grizzlies in Memphis. And after the game, there is a reporter here from Oregon, who from the Oregonian, who happened to go into the locker room after the game for the post uh, post game media media section. Okay, yeah. And so they get well, they to ask him and they say both teams played hard. Yeah, yeah, mm. CTC. And so so he went in there to that and he saw something that was printed up on the television screen. It was taped to the television screen uh, in the locker room. And what it was, it was a list of things that the Blazers team had as kind of their motivational things. You know, every team's got like their lists and stuff like that. Like a bunch of cat posters with the cat hanging from a clothesline that says hang in there? That's pretty much what it was. Okay. Yeah, they all said hang in there. And, you know, with this, they, they, they said different things like, you know, um, we will be tougher. Uh, nobody can beat us eight times in one year. They wrote that one because obviously Memphis beat them four times in a row during the regular season. So to lose eight times mean would mean they were getting swept. Uh, it said, win the dogfight. We will play as a team and outwork Memphis each and every night. We are better when we come to play. A promise to be assholes on defense and staying together through adversity. So this was like an internal thing they probably went through. And That somebody should have wiped off the board before they let the media in. Well, I'm getting to, yeah. <laughs> so one of the other things that they wrote was, we don't lose to Spanish players. We don't lose what? to Spanish players. 
Now, to explain that, so the, one of the stars, if not the star of the Memphis Grizzlies, is Mark Gasol. He happens to be Spanish. Um, and so that's probably a reference to Mark Gasol. We don't lose to Spanish players. There's two different ways that this has been looked at. One, it's been taken out and made this national thing as it's as a racist statement that the Blazers were making. Doesn't look good. For racist them. against Spain, racist against Spanish, and all of that. Um, and that's kind of how a bunch of people, ha- a bunch of people have taken this. There's the other way to look at this, though. And one, I don't. They should have erased this. Giant mistake on the Trailblazers' part. They should have not let the media see that. Wow, when I was saying erase that shit, I didn't realize that that was what was written on there. (laughs) We don't lose to Spanish players. However, there's another way to look at it, and they asked the uh, Grizzlies about it. Mark Gasol said, I don't know where it comes from, and I don't know what it means. He's like, I have better things to think about than what they're writing on the wall. They've had Spanish players on their team in the past. I can think of three in the recent past. I don't know and I don't care. Which is true. The Blazers have had actually a lot of Spanish players on their team. Mm. Uh, three, well, one, Victor Colver was on the team this year until he got traded at the trade deadline. Rudy Fernandez, uh, Sergio Rodriguez, all very, very prominent Spanish basketball players who were on the team. What I think this is, is it ha- probably has to do more with Nick Batum. Nicolas Batum, Mm -hmm. French player, plays on the French national team, has, of course, a very intense rivalry with the Spanish teams. So Spain and France are kind of the big rivals in Europe. Wait, is this the the Spanish team when he... Well, yeah, there's that that happened. So, So the Spanish team and the French team, national teams, it's a big rivalry. And probably what that has to do with was it was probably Nick Batum writing that as a joke, saying we don't lose to Spanish players. Now, he was teammates with Victor Claver. He's, he's had no history of problems having teammates with Spanish and players. And Rudy Fernandez. And Rudy Fernandez. I think this was probably an internal joke that just sh- they should have erased. Now, number one, people are, are saying that it's racist. It's, it's not right. I mean, Spanish isn't... A race. We can get into that whole thing, but I mean, it's there. It's a European country. Um, I think it was just a dumb thing that got posted publicly. I think it's an internal joke that went wrong. That's my opinion on it. I think it's kind of being turned into this giant race issue, and I don't think that's what it is. I think it's stupid. It was dumb of them to let anybody see that, but it was probably a Nick Batum joke about the Spanish national team. Because if you do remember during the Olympics a couple of years ago, Nick Batum. Famously punched another punched a Spanish player in the ball. So you can so look that, that was up. The Spanish player that he punched in the ball. Oh yeah, yeah okay, I wasn't yeah. sure. France and Spain are intense rivals, and so I think that's probably what it was. Was it was it was uh, relating to that? It's been turned into something far bigger than I think it really should have been. At the same time, they should have erased it. Mm-hmm. Don't leave that out there because you're just opening yourself up for something like that. But this is what it this is what it's been turned into. So that's the national story on it. Always be aware of your surroundings. Call it racist if you want. I really don't think that's it. I think it's a dumb internal joke that they really should have covered up. <laughs> really should have erased. All right. So there you go. But the Blazers, uh, the Blazers do take on Memphis uh, tomorrow for their second game. And hopefully they don't get um, destroyed like last time. That's the other thing. The bottom line is they got their asses kicked. So who really cares what was on there? They, they, they lost. They <laughs> lost to a Spanish player. They lost very, very, very much. Very so. badly. Yeah. Uh, moving on to ball talk. There is something else going on in, that, in the NBA, and that has to do with uh, you know the other, the other uh, games that are happening. And there's one guy for Toronto, for the Toronto Raptors, and he's actually, I believe he's their GM. Uh, he is, can't he seem to keep his mouth shut. 
This happens every year where he ends up getting fined for saying things. He is the Raptors general manager. His name's Masai Ujiri. And they have these giant rallies in Toronto before the playoffs. Last year, they were playing the Brooklyn Nets, of which Paul Pierce was a member of at that point. Okay. Now they're playing the Washington Wizards. Paul Pierce is actually on the Washington Wizards this year. And Paul Pierce plays very well against Toronto. He's like their number one enemy. You know, for the Blazers back in the day, it was Kobe Bryant. For Toronto, it's Paul Pierce. Okay. They hate Paul Pierce. They don't like Paul Pierce. They don't like Paul Pierce. And Paul Pierce talks a lot of shit about Toronto. But the thing is, he wins there. So, I mean, I guess you kind of get to if you do that. However, their GM, this guy, Masai Ujiri, last year, he went out to this public rally outside of the Air Canada Center and then used profanity talking about Toronto. I think he said um, something like, fuck Brooklyn, or I I believe it was fuck Brooklyn that he yelled out. This time, here's what this guy did, and he did it with the presence of Adam Silver, who is the president of the The skinny bald guy, right? Yes. So here's Masai Ujiri. And you can also hear the crowd in this yelling, fuck Paul Pierce. So he just yelled out, we don't give a shit about him. Wow. He did that in front of the commissioner of the NBA. That you think you're not going to get fined? really bright. He was promptly fined $35,000 for that one. Wow. And the Raptors themselves fined him another twenty five grand. So that cost him sixty grand by yelling that out Hope to the crowd. Hope it was worth it, buddy. Hope it was worth it, too. So there we go. All right, moving on to Ball Talk. Here's the story that I wanted to bring up that relates to what you were talking about earlier with two roommates fighting. Okay. Oh, it was fuck Boston, I guess. No, I don't think so. Actually, I think it was Brooklyn last year, but something anyway. The, the guy keeps his the guy keeps talking. All right, so here's what happened. These are two roommates where the police were called at 3:49 a.m. Oh, wasn't the iPhone and Android roommates? Not an iPhone and Android roommate. Okay. But this was the police were were called because of a phys- physical altercation in which a male had a bottle broken on his head. Now, this was at uh, Penn State where these two roommates found a bloodied Christopher Gross with fresh cuts and scratches on his neck and face, as well as deep red or purple abrasions on his chin. And they ended up uh, hauling in his roommate, a a guy by the name of Daniel Mondelez. I don't know how to say his last name. We'll say it's it's Daniel. Daniel was arrested because of this. They apparently had been having a discussion as to whether Michael Jordan or LeBron James was a better basketball player. Wow. <laughs> Michael sounds Jordan. sounds like a drunken conversation if I've ever heard. Yeah, at 345, 3.49 yeah. a.m. Michael Jordan or LeBron James were, was, there, was what their argument was over. Now, there's no, nothing in the police report saying who was for who. Which one was for who or who, uh, you, know, the, uh, you know, this Daniel Mondelez, he's the one that used the bottle. But I don't know whether he was pro-LeBron or pro-Jordan for who was the better basketball player. It's a tough thing. Obviously, the correct answer is Michael Jordan. Clearly. That's the correct answer. <laughs> so I don't know who was right in this situation. However, I do say he, sh- he shouldn't have used the bottle to hit him over the head with it. Probably probably not the case. That's probably not the right way to go about it. <laughs> You're going back into your Frank Underwood. It's probably not the right thing it's to do. It's probably not the way. Now, it- we both know Michael Jordan didn't want wonders for the city of Chicago, but I will not discount Cleveland and Ohio's own. The breadbasket of the United States. I don't know. Anyway, 
Uh, so there we go. You've got to follow it all the way through to the end when you start doing the Frank Underwood. At least yeah, see, I didn't know where I was going with that one. So there we go. Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. We still don't know who is correct. Well, I'm sure, we'll, I'm sure I'll get an update on that and we'll find out. All right. Uh, f- moving on to ball talk. Finally, I'll just do this story because it's just bizarre. And, uh, and I just want to make sure people are aware of this. University of Kentucky Wildcats fans, their basketball fans, are weird. Okay, how I'm so? making that as a general statement right now. Just because a this blanket is, statement about yeah, how weird well, they are. Well, there is a reason for that. This is what's going on. So there's, there's a star player on their team by the name of Devin Booker. And Devin Booker has had something happening to his car. Kentucky fans are finding his car and then licking it and taking pictures of it. That is gross. <laughs> it is so weird. Now, it all started because he did an interview where he said, uh, someone told him, they did something to your car out there. I'm not going to tell you. So I said, what was it? And they said, a girl licked your car. Apparently, some girl licked his car. And he said this in an interview. And now, all these fans are doing this. And either they're finding his car and licking it or photoshopping themselves into licking his car. And it's turned into a thing. Like Tebowing or something? I guess, but they're licking the man's car. I don't want to lick anybody's car. No. No, nobody. Not even as a joke. Nobody should lick anybody's car. No, but there's a there's a prominent picture. I, I should have pulled a couple up, but you can you can look it up if you just get, look up a uh, Devin Booker car. I'm sure it'll pull up. There's one especially of this girl licking his door handle, and this is uh, this is what Kentucky fans are doing. And I'm kind of actually putting this out there for Kentucky fans out there listening to this show. I know we have listeners in Kentucky. Please explain why that is. Why people are licking Devin Booker's car. I really don't understand. And I think we're owed an explanation for this. That's like that OSU girl who was paid to lick the bottoms of her shoes. There are just some things you shouldn't lick. Yeah. Well, these people aren't even getting paid, though. They're doing it themselves and then posting the picture. Like, somewhere along the line, that picture is going to be out there of this girl licking someone's car. Just going for a job interview. So explain, explain yourself licking this car here. There we go. So, Kentucky fans, please explain. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Car lickers. Car lickers, A man. lot of them. All these car lickers <laughs> everywhere. Ew. That's kind of gross. Yeah, that is pretty creepy. I really don't... Yeah, we shouldn't cut that out. Um, you know what else is going to be happening, though, pretty soon, Sarah? What's going to be happening? Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Oh, heck yeah. Bridgetown Comedy Festival happening May 7th to May 10th right here in Portland, Oregon. It's been happening for years. As as you guys know, it's one of the greatest comedy festivals in all of the land. It's awesome. We're a part of it. <laughs> and in all of the land, he means... Uh, I'm still on the King of Roses thing. The King of Roses has declared Bridgetown Comedy Festival to be the greatest festival in the land. And now I kind of want to be the King of Roses. I told you, you just have to kind of take it away from him. Should I just do it? You're gonna I mean, what's he going to do about it? spray paint over his spray paint. Oh, I'm going to have to re-tag it? Yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to figure out what's more powerful than the power box to tag I do know how to write in cursive, so I could do actual you cursive. You have the worst handwriting I've ever seen. It's amazing handwriting. You do not know how to write in cursive every time we I have, do, like, too, know how to write in cursive. Greg, I don't want to... I will shame you. You know what? When, I, uh, when you've written me a check for the business and I try to deposit it into my uh, bank account and uh-huh. I put it into like the check reader thing... About 90% of the time, it doesn't take it because it can't read your scribble. No. And it's, and it's a computer. It's a machine. It can read most anything. It cannot oh. read your what you're claiming 
to be your chicken scratch cursive. Nah. It doesn't, no. I don't think you ever learned cursive. I think you just learned how to like draw lines up and down really fast. That is not true. I am better than the King of Roses, and I will take that okay. challenge. However, I will also be getting tickets to the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, which Heck you can yeah. get tickets right now. BridgetownComedy.com. There's a whole bunch of people coming into town. Jonathan Katz, Andy Kindler, friend of the show here. Oh, cool. Um, which I need to get his liner put together. Uh, Janine Garofalo. There's so many. Dana Gould's coming back. Jessica Williams will be here. Jessica Williams, uh, I really hope we can get her on the on Fun Employment Radio I bet as well. you do. She's awesome, Sarah. She's a very funny person. Mm-hmm. So, BridgetownComedy.com. And let us know if you're going to go. We'll coordinate uh, what events we're going to go see together. Yeah, absolutely. Make it a big to-do. Absolutely. It is so much fun. So mm-hmm. much fun. Send us an email, FunEmploymentRadio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Coming up later on today on the Fun Employment Radio Network... The return of the McMahon Horn. Yeah. They are back because, of course, they do two shows a month. And this is so it's this week and next week. So they will be on live at about 5 p.m. Pacific. Because this week it's WWE Extreme Rules on Sunday. Oh, my God, sir. I'm going to save it for them to talk about it. <laughs> I'm going to let them talk about it. So McMahon Horn, and then that will be followed by Guys and Balls. Awesome. Right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. So That's tune in for all of that. It is so it's much the fun. the manliest of podcast days. Yes. I don't know why I that had to say it so like that. That was so creepy. <laughs> yes. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.